podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, welcome back everybody. Episode, I think it's episode 12, but I'm not... Is it, Joe's nodding. It's episode 12 of the Our Cricket Podcast. We're going to talk today about England in the World Cup. We've got some teams that we're going to run through I've got a team, Joe's got a team, some people in the Patreon have got a team, and we're going to decide who... I, do you know what? I've been thinking about it this morning, Joe, and before I say hello to you, which you can you can follow on from this point, which I think is quite nice, but we've only got 15 people to choose from. I don't really think there's going to be a groundbreaking pick here, is this, in, in, the, in, the, in our teams? No, unless one of us really wants to upset the apple cart and, you know, throw the old cat in amongst the pigeons. Um, that'd be quite something, but I think assuming... Everyone, that whole 15 is fit, fit and available. I don't think there'll probably be too many surprises, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, you never know. Obviously, being a Dave Willey super fan, you'll be picking Super Dave, one of your North Ants, one of your North Ants locals. So. Well, I feel like you have to be a bit impartial and, you know, you've got to try and pick without emotion, haven't you? Especially if, if, if yeah. we've got our head coach head, uh, head coach heads on. So True. True. Mm. Doesn't happen in village cricket that very often, Joe. I'll be completely honest. You normally just pick your mates, but anyway, changing the subject completely. How how was your how was your week? You had like reviews, didn't you, to go through uh, last week? Yeah, it was a pretty chill week to be fair. Um, probably one of I think it's definitely the low light of the week was I went to the gym because like. I like going to the gym, obviously. I know we've got time off, but like, it keeps me sane. So I went to the gym. So could, could sorry, could you could you sit around now and do nothing for I'm, six weeks if you wanted yeah, to? Yeah, I mean, theoretically, I'm not going to have anyone on my back telling me, right, get up, you okay. lazy slob, you need to go to the gym. But <laughs> the type of person that I am, I would sit at home for two days and be like, no, like, I, I've got to get out and move my body, do something. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of good because... There's no set program that I have to do, so I can just make my own, okay. make my own program, do my own exercises. Like it's, it's more fun, right? Anyway, I decided I wanted to get back to getting good at pull-ups, so I thought I'll do pull-ups every time I go to the gym. I went to the gym last, whatever it was, Wednesday. Thought I'll start the session doing pull-ups because that's when I'm most fresh. Jumped up on the bar, literally did one, and then I was like, oh no. I'm like trapped a nerve in my neck or something. She's one of those absolute stinkers. And then I was walking around the gym looking like something out of a horror horror movie, like with a crook neck, like having to turn my whole body if I wanted to look left or right. So I reckon I've just about recovered from that. So that was a low light. Um, did you keep going with the rest of the gym session? Or did you like do one pull up and then literally head back down the stairs, get back in your car and go home like with your sideways... Sideways neck. No, I did. I did. I did plow on through and do the rest of the gym session. Respect. It, I, Respect I was in that. a little bit of pain. It probably wasn't the the most highest quality session that I'll ever have. But I thought I'm here now. I've literally done it the first thing, like it within the first five minutes of being there. So, you know, I got it done, which was the main thing. Um, but yes, no, I had some reviews with summarizers at the end of the week, which went really well actually. Some really good conversations just reviewing the season and how it all went and things that we can obviously take into next season and the winter to, to kind of really work on and, and nail in as a team. 
and also reflecting on the good things and obviously what we want to do more of um, and some individual reviews on Saturday as well so that was nice and then yesterday I had the pleasure of commentating on the Rachel Hoveland Trophy final just round the corner at Northampton which was, was a good game actually um, it looked as though it was going to be a bit ominous early on when Blaze were six for two or whatever they were in the in the first innings but Tammy Beaumont batted really well as we've seen across the course of the summer breaking all kinds of records whether that's in the Ashes or the 100 and then it yeah, Vipers were cruising in the second innings a bit um they were 100 and so only, Blaze got 200 just about and then Vipers were like a hundred and I think they were a hundred a hundred for two so you need 100 to win with like 25 overs left. So you only need him four and over or whatever. Run rate wasn't an issue. And then Josie Groves, local legend, first time playing at the county ground. Trent Rockets, Northamptonshire teammate. Took three wickets and eight balls. So Vipers were 109 for five. So that was like, felt like that was a big, big moment in the game. And then Freya Kemp and Emily wins a bad, absolutely superbly put on. 94 and got the team home so yeah it was it was good good day weather was not that pleasant what you probably expect of a september day in northampton if i'm being perfectly honest but cricket was good so there we go big fan big fan yeah we spoke we spoke just before we started that i've got four four five five and a half days in northampton starting tomorrow on the 26th of september and as you said, the, the weather of it, the weather this time of year is so unpredictable and intermittent. And as well, the other thing I've kind of noticed with the county ground at Northampton, it feels like it's got its own kind of microclimate. Like it always feels way colder than what it should be anywhere else in the world. Um, and out of nowhere, you'll suddenly get like a torrential bit of rain that, that kind of throws in there. But yeah, a mini break to Northampton for me this week, which I would go out on a limb and suggest that there might be fewer than 100 people in history that have ever had a five-and-a-half-day mini-break in Northampton. Yeah, I I think I'd have to back you up on that. I mean, you're not, you're not starring it on the calendar in your kitchen as something that you, you've got a countdown to, are you? I wouldn't suggest. But here you are. This is where work finds you. Yeah, yeah. At the end Absolutely. of the Absolutely. Did season. I tell you... Did I tell you about the uh, the nice man that I met stood in the doorway of the oh what's it called is it called the smoke pit that yes. barbecue restaurant thing no yeah. did I tell you the story about this guy no okay so it was I think one of the days after the summer oh, during the Somerset game I I went out to get get some food with Ben who's the media manager for Somerset just to kind of catch up and see what's what's been going on and went into the smoke pit to try and get a table for for three of us to to, to have some food obviously and. Um, talk about cricket and talk about life and stuff like that also i'm just gonna and they didn't have any oh well that's just ruined the story so i was gonna say smoke pit is like the highlight of northampton if there was gonna be a highlight yeah like that's up there okay they didn't have any yeah. tables sorry for interrupting your story no they were fully booked oh no no not at all not at all they, they were they were completely fully booked so i can't i can't confirm whether it is or isn't a highlight of northampton town center but anyway as i went to leave um there was this massive bloke I mean, like a big bloke just stood in the doorway, um, but no interest in moving whatsoever. Like didn't come forward to the to the like to the uh, what do you, what would you even call it? Like a 
like a um it's almost like a where, where the person who works in the restaurant stands to seat people what would you yeah, call that yeah like Kind of looks the, like a lecture like, in the church, like but I don't think that's counter the... type thing. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that would do. This we're not the most we're not the most eloquent <laughs> podcast here, are we? So, um, how do, how do you, how do you articulate your point on a podcast? Just say arm a lot and kind of gesticulate with your hands. Anyway, um, he was just stood there, and I kind of it it was like long enough. Like it wasn't like thirty sixty seconds that he was stood there because like the point you wait there looking at someone that just becomes a bit weird, doesn't it? So like ten or so seconds pass and the bloke's not moved, um, and I've I've just said, oh excuse me, can I can I squeeze past? I'm not the most confrontational bloke in the world. And I, I don't come across, I don't think, as the most antagonistic or the most aggressive. And I kid you not, they were my exact words. Excuse me, could I squeeze past? And the bloke looked like, he honestly stared at me like I'd literally just killed his grandma. And then stared at me the whole way out the restaurant, the whole way down the street, apparently. Oh, my word. So, Yeah. Yeah, that was my experience of the smoke pit. I'm sure the food's great, but the uh, that particular clientele was a uh, was a honker. That does not sound like a pleasant experience, and well, I, not an experience. I didn't even know he was staring yeah, at me. Yeah, that's oh, like oh gosh, people are just so rude, aren't they? There's just no need for that, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I could have been horrible. I could have <laughs> said, "Oi, get out of the way! You make a terrible door." But I didn't. I was quite polite. Mostly because he was bigger than I, I was, love, but that's completely beside the point. I love the fact you said, "Can I squeeze past?" Just kind of accentuating how how big he was making himself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't even need you to move that far. <laughs> I was quite happy to, to to make all the running here, but yeah. Oh well. I mean, maybe I'll try it again one day. Who knows? Who knows? And that's that. Uh, yeah. So a mini break in Northampton. That's pretty much the highlight for me to look forward to. And I, I'm stoked. We got Essex this week, um, and then I'm hosting the end of season awards, which I have absolutely no idea what's going to be expected of me to do it. But we're going to have a good go, and I'll drive back home on Sunday morning. So fingers crossed, I make it that far. Well, let's hope it's a good week in Northampton for you. I wonder if they can finish. Yeah. Finish the season on a high. We'll see about that. I mean, they did almost make it very interesting last week. If they'd have beaten Surrey, then that would have meant an Essex would have beaten Hampshire, although Hampshire ended up winning. That was a bit of a thriller of a game as well, wasn't it? Like, it, yeah. there was one point last uh, Thursday or Friday afternoon, I was thinking, gosh, little old Northants, they could have upset champion Surrey. Essex have, are coming to the county ground this week, where they could actually win the championship, take it off of Surrey's hands, but... It hasn't. It's probably not going to quite work out like that, unfortunately. So maybe not the uh, the fireworks we could, we could have expected for you this week. But hey, no, no, yeah. Just before we go on to the the race to a hundred as well, the only other thing that kind of came about that was quite exciting with regards to this game was obviously it was reported last week by a couple of outlets the fact that this was going to be Alistair Cook's last game as well. So I saw that pop up on my on my timeline, and I was thinking, I was thinking. Uh, don't don't sh- don't swear too often, I suppose. But I was thinking, shit, like I'm gonna be the last person to commentate on Alistair Cook. Like his last innings, his last run, the last time he's out, the last time he work- walks off a cricket field or anything like that. That's gonna be like that. That might be my voice that's kind of uh, attributed to that moment. And I'm thinking, how the hell am I meant to do that justice? Like this bloke is an absolute legend of the game. 
and they're going to have some absolute like half wit like me, like getting towards the end of my first season as a commentator, giving this bloke. I was going to call it a send off there, but I don't think that's quite the appropriate kind of terminology, is it? But almost like a sign off, I guess. I don't know. But then, of course, um, when that game was looking a bit interesting against Hampshire, Essex were, were kind of thinking, actually, let's try and stay focused on the county championship. And let's put it out and say that, well, we always intended to, to kind of have Alistair Cook talk to us at the end of the season um, and then make a decision. So, I, so I've taken a bit of pressure off there. But I, what a, honestly, what a ridiculous or surreal kind of moment that would have been. Like talking about Alistair Cook for the last time in, in cricket is, is, but I'm kind of glad, I, I'm kind of sad that it's not me. And equally, I'm kind of glad that it isn't. I am. Um... Yeah, that would have been such a surreal moment, kind of, as you say, like, cap off your first season properly doing comms, like, Sir Alistair Cook, like, speaks for himself, he's got, he's, he's, he's got a knighthood, like, bloke's an absolute legend, that would have been incredible, and who knows, maybe, it could, it could still be the case that he does retire yeah, and he be. doesn't sign a contract extension, so, I guess there's a little bit more mystery about it, which is exciting for you i think it's yeah, cool i love a mystery yeah yeah it's a real page turner this isn't it? it is it absolutely is what happens next in the podcast who knows next week we might be talking about the fact that i've commentated on cookie's last game i don't know why i've called him cookie i'm not cool enough to do that sir alistair cook's last game of cricket it's 26 all in the race to 100 which is it's tense actually it's tense Actually, am I meant to? I'm meant to have prepped this, aren't I? Yes, Dan. Oh, bugger! Okay, right. Oh, One I know second. what your default's going to be as well. You're going to go onto Instagram and be like, "Yeah, who's got the most followers?" Uh, no, that actually wasn't my wasn't my first thought. But now that you've mentioned oh, it, oh no, I sold myself down the river. You actually have, yeah. I'll be lucky to get Did a point. Do... Did you do uh, Cricket World Cup leading run scorers the other week? For England. No, you did that for Just me. For... You did that for me. Yeah, so we haven't done all time. Oh, have, have we? we? Done all time? I feel oh, like we have. No, I feel like... No, no I feel like yeah, we have. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe I did that for you. I think I did do that for you. Okay. Okay. In which case, in which case, we're going to go for... We're going to go for the leading run scorers who are currently, who will be playing in the 2023 Cricket World Cup. The top three leading run scorers who will be playing in the 2023 World Cup is your top three quiz for the day, which I think is quite nice. I think it's a little bit nicer than the, um, than the Instagram followers, but you might think otherwise. So this is active, active players that are going to be playing. Am I right? Am yeah, I in... active? Yeah. At, so active and selected. Okay, fine. So for example, for example, Martin Guptill. He's well, up there, but he's not in the squad. Their squad. Exactly. Exactly. Got you. Okay. I need to think. I feel like I need to think of people that have at least played in a few World Cups. Okay, we'll go David Warner. David Warner's in second place. Get in. 18 matches, 18 innings, 992 World Cup runs, an average of 62 for David Warner. It's a bit pain. 400 painful, isn't it? Well. I feel like I've actually chosen him a few times. Yeah, and did you see yesterday's batting right-handed? Unbelievable. I didn't, but 
Has it got that bad for him? Yeah, and then I think he got out reverse sweeping as a right-hander. Oh, because England, but England were rubbish in 2015. So can there be, can there be an English person that's in it? Um, I'm gonna go with. I reckon I'm going with Rohit Sharma because he was unreal in the last one, and I'm. Did he play in the one before? This, it, honestly, that that's that's such a good shout. It's such a good shout, and he's in third place. He's got seven. He's played seventeen World Cup matches. He's scored nine hundred and seventy-eight runs, and averages sixty-five point two with six hundreds in his World Cup career. So, that that's, that's a very good shout to pick up third place, which means you've just got the batter in first to pick to get the perfect to get another perfect game. Actually, I think between the two of us, I think we're on a pretty decent streak right now. Yeah, we're absolutely firing. And I've not lost a life yet, so I've got three chances at this. Right, okay. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with another... Oh, am I going to go with another Australian? I'll do a pick a Kiwi. Definitely can't be a South African, because they're rubbish at World Cups. Everyone knows that. Uh, Actually... I'm gonna I'm gonna go left field. I'm gonna go okay. Shaki Balasan. Oh, that is a very that I like that. I like that as an idea. He did really well in 2019. However, I think looking at it, pretty much all of his runs came in that in that tournament. Let me see if I can just find him on this list. Okay, so otherwise that basically means he's nowhere to be seen. But I like yeah, he's I not. Like Choosing someone different. Why won't why why won't this find? Why won't it find him? Help me out. <laughs> oh no, I've I've done this. I've done you I've done you dirty here. I've I've done you I've done you horrendously dirty. Oh no. Which means which means we're gonna have to go for a little bit of a, a reshuffle. Right, let me let me let me let me kind of figure out where we are right now because I got confused here because I thought the ones that were active were the ones that were highlighted in blue, but I think they might be the ones I don't. That really means they've played so, recently. So, so, Shaki Bar Hassan is in first place. He has got one thousand one hundred forty-six World Cup runs, at an average of forty-five. So you've got first place. Rohit Sharma then is fourth. So although it's a good guess, he's not in the top three, but David Warner is in third place with 992, which means you've got one batter left to get after all of this and after this horrendous reshuffle of... It's really poor admin from me, to be fair, um, for second place. Okay, so... I think I have to say an English person now, don't I? I'm going to go with Joe Root. No. Okay, great. Maybe it's not an English person. No. Oh, I've only got Very one life rude. left now, technically, haven't I? No. Technically, yeah, after this kind of re little shuffle. But I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll play along. We'll give you two. Joe Root's 49th. Brilliant. Yep. Excellent guess from me. Superb. Oh. My. Oh. Coley. Coley's in second place. 26 matches, 1,030 runs at an average of 46. Coley's second. So Shaqib first, Coley second, David Warner third. 
And I mean, just for the fun of it, Joe, you got Rohit Sharma in fourth place as well. That's ultimate cricket badgering, that is. I'm so pleased That's I top. pulled Chucky Balasan out because he's just like a Bangladesh legend, isn't he? Hence that why is, he's at the honestly, top. I don't, honestly, I don't think I would have gone there. I really don't. I think I'd have missed that one there for I think you'd have picked up some points. But you have got your full nine. So that takes you to what, to 30, 35? 35, yeah. 35, 35 26. Yeah, 35. We're clocking up these points. Game. Lovely now. We're nearly raising the bat. What a game. Patreon. So the World Cup is on the 5th of October, isn't it? So we've got a week on Thursday, the first game, and England play New Zealand in the opening fixture. Um, I've timed a holiday brilliantly in the fact that I'm going to be out of the country from the 4th of October to the 11th. So the first week of the World Cup is going to completely pass me by, but I'm okay with that because I feel like I'll come back for the business end of it. There are, I did ask people on patreon to provide us with their starting england 11s for that first game in the cricket world cup and in case you're interested about joining the patreon there is something at the moment and joe you're going to get involved with this but i'm not going to let you win the prize is a prediction for the world cup it's five points per game um, and i'm going to give away a cricket bat to the winner you get a point if you predict the match winner two points if you predict the a highest run score in the game and then two points if you predict the best bowler in that game as well and at the end of the world cup the person with the most amount of points is going to win this kookaburra ghost 2.1 that i've used a couple of times but it's it's a decent stick so if you're interested there's a link in the description of the podcast you can join for two quid a month um, and you can access this you can join for five pound a month if you want a few extra benefits and a few extra perks as well but the first team and it's come from Matt Carver, who incidentally hasn't provided me with an update with regards to your career mode. Apparently that he's waiting until Cricket 24 starts comes out. So then we will get week by week updates with regards to your... Undoubtedly, I, I reckon you'll end up being like England's leading test run scorer or something in, in Cricket 24. We can dream. So that's how I'm thinking it goes. Yeah, that's how I'm thinking it goes. Matt Carver's team. Bearstow, Milan, Root, Stokes, Butler, Livingston, Moeen, Curran, Wokes, Wood and Topley. Just making sure that's 11. It felt like one too many. What do you think? Where do you rank Yeah, it? solid. It is solid. Um, I like, I actually, I do like that he's gone with Topley as, as the bit of left arm difference at the top. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I, guess, I guess in the spin department, because you've got Livingston to cover to go with Moeen. I, I just think it's interesting that he's left Adil Rashid out, who's been prolific for England. Over a 14-year yeah. career. Made his debut in 2009. Mm. I was listening on the radio the yeah, other day. first-class hundreds as well. Yeah. But that's okay. Topley, he, he, yeah, he, he did all right against New Zealand, to be fair to him, considering he's probably not played as much as, as he would have liked this summer. And it's yeah. probably not quite hitting his straps with regards to the speed gun side of things, as he would like. But we know he's a threat up top. So, yeah, fair play. Okay. So, I personally, I think it's criminal that Adil Rashid's not in that team. I think that is one of the worst takes in cricket history, not to pick Adil Rashid in an England white ball team in any situation, any format, any World Cup, at any point during his career. I think that is honking, Matt. 
that is genuinely terrible that you've not picked Adil Rashid in that team. The rest of it I'm okay with, really and truly. And I kind of feel like, I think I would probably look to swap out Curran or Wokes for Adil Rashid. I see what he's done because he's tried to bat all the way down to like number 10 with Mark Wood at, at 10. But I don't think you, I don't think you leave him out. Like, I really don't. He's got one of the best googlies in world cricket. He turns the ball both ways against left-hand, right-handed batters. I, I think that's a that's a really, really bad decision. Interesting, though, no Harry Brook either for Matt. Yeah, I I must admit, when I was trying to draw up my 11, I was, I was toing and froing. There were a couple of decisions that were really on the fence. And, yeah, it is... Harry Brook, I think I think he will have a part to play in this World Cup. Obviously, we know that it it is actually quite a long tournament, so it's really important that it's a proper squad effort. You would imagine, um, especially as things might be a little bit trickier for for the batting side of things, and also just rotating that bowling lineup as we've mentioned before. I do think Harry Harry Brook will play a part, whether or not he starts, starts the first game. We'll find out next Thursday. Can't believe it's come around so quick. No, it's it's really crept up on us, hasn't it? Um, so, yeah, you're okay with the team. I'm not that mm. thrilled about it. Val Roxon. Bairstow, Milan, Root, Stokes, Butler, Livingston, Ali, Wokes, Wood, Rashid and Topley. It goes on to say, honestly, though, Topley, Curran, Willie, not that bothered about any of those. No, clearly not. Um you must like that team better. Um, I, honestly, I have to have Adil Rashid in mm. an England white ball team. I, I, I don't see how he... I, and, unless there's an injury, which, of course, at the age that he is, he struggled with back problems, he struggled with shoulder problems. I think he missed a couple of games in that New Zealand series, didn't he, as well? Um, like I see that coming into it. But assuming he's fit, which I think England are going to have to have him fit for that entirety of the World Cup, I... I I think he has to play, but yeah, I think Wokes is Wokes is an interesting one. He so he if you look at the ICC rankings, he's actually the tenth best all rounder in ODI cricket. Which I don't know whether that says like that's a massive pat on the back for Chris Wokes, or whether it says that there just aren't many all rounders in ODI cricket at all. Like because when you look at 2023 for statistics, Chris Wokes isn't in the top like 150 batters, and he's not in the top 100 bowlers. Yet he's the 10th best all-rounder, according to the ICC. But he was really good in the T20 World Cup down in Australia, wasn't he, with a new ball? And in Dubai, actually, the year before. Yeah, and he's always one of those players that just seems to sneak under the radar a little bit. And, he, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt over the course of the past eight years, he has been a key part of... England taking wickets early on. You saw that in the game at the Oval, I think it was. It was just gen like just genuine seam wickets. Like his his ability is very good in with regards to nipping and swinging the ball um, in white ball cricket. And yeah, just just in those that kind of middle phase, he's he's one of those guys that like from a seam perspective, you can bring him on and he'll take a a wicket and break a partnership. Um, and we spoke about it in the Ashes, didn't we? He's just a little bit of an unsung hero at times, Chris Wokes. So, 
yeah, I I don't mind the selection of Chris Wokes. I'm on board. Yeah. Especially like at okay the start the of the tournament. Look, we know things might change yeah. and whatever. But he's had a good year. Yeah. Okay with the rest of that team as well? Um yeah, so wait, who did he leave out again? Or uh so there's no Brooke, no Curran. Curran, no that's it. That's the main yeah. Uh, I think that's fourteen. Is there another one that I'm missing there? Atkinson. Atkinson, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, Curran, he's probably not, in these ODIs we've seen, he's probably not done as much with the ball as he did in the T20 World Cup, where he was absolutely superb, wasn't he? Player of the tournament. Yeah. Um, but again, with that behind him, in terms of turning it on when it matters, you feel like he could be a player that, gets to the big occasion, how good he's been in the IPL, knowing conditions are in India as well. I think that'll that'll um play into his favour and he'll yeah, he'll come good, I think, in the World Cup. And he is a genuine all rounder. We've seen how for yeah. Surrey in the blast he comes in back to the top five and in the hundred as well, like and he's a lefty. I think that's something else um to be wary of. So yeah. That's my take on that one. Yeah, yeah, and he's another one of those England cricketers that kind of steps up in the in the moment as well, isn't he? Um, which is going to be potentially completely invaluable uh, when it comes to a World Cup. Dennis's team. There have been teams from Cricket Umpire and Dan Chats as well, but they're barely. I think Dan Chats might mirror Val Roxon's. I think like pound for pound looking at it. So obviously, don't need to go through that one. Dennis's team, though, slightly different. Bairstow, Milan, Brook at three, Root, four, Stokes, five, Butler, six, Livingston, Moeen, Adil Rashid, Gus Atkinson, and Markwood. Interesting. So they've gone. So Dennis has gone for a longer batting lineup and less bowling options. Just to mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you've got. It's, yeah. It's big. Big pressure on the teamers, I think, in that attack, I would say. I don't know, but then all you've got to do is score one more run than the opposition. So it's one of them, isn't True. it? Yeah. I think if they're... Go out there and pogo 450. Yeah, right? if it's, they... It's win, to score it's Wintoff back first with that team. All right, 100%. I think um, you probably... I don't know. who We could be completely wrong. It's very hot takes. But yeah, I think Wintoff back first with that team and then just try and dry up as best you can. Knowing that you've got a bit of extra scoreboard pressure as well, um, yeah, it wouldn't be my team of choice, but I like the I like the boldness. Yeah, I think it I think it really comes into play if Ben Stokes has got the ability to bowl. If he can bowl and you know you could use him for ten overs if you had to, that team I think starts looking really really good. Um, but the fact that Mark Wood and Gus Atkinson are going to have to do like they're going to have to bowl twenty perfect overs between them and then try and find another 30 from Rashid Ali, Livingston, Root. And you know the opposition are going to try and target one of those guys, knowing the fact that there is only a part-time around the corner. That becomes quite difficult, doesn't it? So, yeah, I I, I like the, I do like that we're just going to score more runs than you mentality, but I don't know how I feel about the fact there's two seamers in that team. Yeah, we know how important it is to take wickets, in World Cup cricket, I think, especially and fifty overs, like that can be a real difference point. 
I would say. Like, you often talk about in tournament cricket, it's the bowlers that end up getting you to the back ends of the tournaments and winning you the games because anyone can come off with the bat, especially when you've got such a long batting lineup. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be interesting to like throw these teams into the mix and just be like, put them into like an AI thing and then be like, right, see how they go. Joe, you've got our second round of this cricket wordle thing that, that I'm sure has been done before, but but hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a play along. We're gonna we're gonna give I reckon you're just gonna get this straight away, I'm not gonna lie to you. Do you think? Well, without even using a letter. Have you got that? I think that's right. Actually Is that a five letter surname? Four. Shall I just have a guess straight away? Although I am gonna struggle to kind of pad that out then for a... Uh, for a, for a, to make it kind of long enough to, for for any kind of real content. No, it could just show how um, how good how knowledgeable you are or how good your wordle right. skills are. In which case, I'm just going to say pretty sure then. Incorrect. Okay, brilliant. Okay, fantastic. Well, that's fine. That's There's one, one life gone. Cricket bat gone. I'm going to draw a little cricket yeah. bat on here. <laughs> it was worth it. It was a hundred percent worth it for the uh, for the content. Can I have an A, please, Carol? <laughs> That's funny. Yes, you can, actually. Thanks. The s- Where can I have them? You can have a single A in the sixth letter of the first name. Oh. Do you know what? I think this might make it worse, you know. What, guessing? Like the letters individually? No, having, having a letter oh. now. Yeah, because like, I saw Prifty Shaw straight away, and I don't necessarily know whether Prifty is seven letters long or not, but I, I saw it, and now I've got an A in there, and I'm thinking, nah, I'm struggling. Can I have, can I have an E? Unfortunately, you cannot have an E, Dan. So I'm going to cross another cricket battle for you. This is not good. There's not many U's in names, so I feel like there's got to be there's got to be some more vowels going on. So can I can I have an O, please? You can't have an O. What an you've you've just chosen your vowels really poorly. Carol would not be pleased. So can I have an I then? You can have an I. I'll give you one of those. Just one Thank though. You. And that... Where where does the I live? That look? comes in the second letter of the surname. In which case, I'm, I, I've got to feel like I've got to use another one up here for, for a U. I'll give you a U. I feel like this Brilliant. should this should be a nice assist okay. for you. That will The single U will come as the third letter of the first name. What kind of first name is that? Like, I'm looking at that and I'm just seeing the word Chihuahua. <laughs> it does It does definitely feel harder when you're in the hot seat doing it. It really does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because your mind, it feels like your mind is just thinking one thing only and then you can't see it in a different way. That was what I found when I was doing it. It's great fun being sat here with it written out in front of you. Yeah, though. no, it's... It, it's a lot easier, isn't it? Um, I think the thing is, because I was a bit of a, a just a bit of a prat with Pretty Sure, I have used up one life that I probably didn't need to. Can I try? Like, I have, I haven't even got a clue right now. Can I try? But then, if I use one life left, I'm a bit stuffed. Can Can I try an N for November? You can have an N for November, and that'll be the last letter of the first name. It's at this point where I just check that I've spelled it correctly. Yeah, no, that would be good. 
it turns out there is an E and an I in, it, in there and it is actually pretty sure. <laughs> no, I've definitely spelled it right. This is going to be like a really famous cricketer as well, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's going all right. Oh, I've got a clue. I've got a clue. I've got a he. Get in. That narrows the population down slightly. This, this is great content. Luckily, luckily, I'm going to sit here and edit this as well. <laughs> Can I have a T? Oh, I'm really sorry. You just can't have a T. I feel like you just need one Where? more. I know you've only got one cricket bat left in this little wordle. Where am I meant to find a name out of this? So do I get one letter left and then get a guess? Or do I get, is my last letter something that I, like, I have to come up with a name now? No, I reckon you could, I reckon I'd give you another guess at a letter. And then if that's wrong, okay, then you in have which to case, guess. In which case, I'm going to gamble on a C then. Nope. You can't have a C. <laughs> so you've got a guess from the four letters that you've got. I can't even, honestly, I can't even see a word there. I, I have no idea. Genuinely no idea. Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to break it to you? Yes, please. And end this pain. Yeah, I, I, I cannot take this anymore. It's the leading run scorer in 2023, ODIs. Shubman Gill. Oh, bugger. He's averaging 80 in the 11 games that he has played and is on course to break Sachin Tendulkar's record. We spoke about Patreon's team. Joe, what, who would be, now knowing that kind of final 15 player squad, we know there's obviously the chance of injuries and Jason Roy is still kind of the first reserve, isn't he, for the batters if that were... If if there was an injury in that squad, who who is your eleven for that first game against New Zealand on the fifth of October? Yeah, so no real. I wouldn't say any real surprises with my top seven, shall we say? So Johnny Bairstow, David Milan, Joe Root, Ben Stokes, Josh Butler, Liam Livingston, Moeen Ali. Sam Curran, Chris Wokes, Adil Rashid, Mark Wood. That is my like 11. It. So those to miss out, Harry Brook, Reese Topley, David Willey and Gus Atkinson. Yeah, do you know what I've done as well? When I picked mine, I only picked 10. <laughs> So you've already lost the game before. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, started. I'm not from two today. I'm not from two today. Anyway, right. So what's your what's your logic behind behind that selection? I mean, I I agree with you. I do think at least the top five, anyway, pretty much picks itself. But when it comes down to the bowlers, why Chris Wokes? Why Sam Curran? Why not Reese Topley, etc.? Yeah, I just think. Well, Sam, Sam Curran's record in the IPL and in that T20 World Cup last year in an England shirt like just shows he can do it on the big stage when it matters. I know, as I've mentioned before, he's probably not in... He wasn't in the greatest form in the ODIs that we've seen in the past month or so. Chris Wokes, maybe a bit of emotion did come into it for me. I said it wouldn't, but I feel like he deserves a shot at being in the team from the outset. Like, he was so good. He was brilliant for England in... 
the 2019 World Cup and had a massive part to play. And so he stays in the team um, for me. He's got that ability with the new ball that not that many people have. Um, or definitely not the right arm seamers anyway. Wood's obviously got that raw pace that is so exciting to see. And, and Woke's kind of compliments in the sense that he is a slightly different nippy, niggly type bowler. Um, and then, yeah, in the spin department, I feel like it's pretty well covered in the fact that you, your main bowlers are Rashid and Ali. And then you've got Livingston if, if a matchup works out to bowl his leg spin or his off spin. So, yeah, the six six solid bowling options, I would say. And also, that's down to 11. We saw Mark Wood in the Ashes. Yeah. Like, I feel like that order is what the order would be. I tried to do it logically. Curran at eight, Wokes at nine, Rashid at ten, Wood at eleven. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's got good balance to it. I like Curran in there as a left-handed all-round option. I guess, yeah. The the yeah. argument would be around Wokes potentially, but I wanted to include him because he deserves to be included in my humble opinion. Now. Tell me how your team is different. Yeah. Well, I think the the point that you made about the new ball, I think, is actually really important. Um, And I think there's probably two guys in that team that you'd look at and you kind of think that they are two cricketers that could really exploit the the new white ball. One would obviously be Chris Wokes. He's he's done it before. He's, He's a handful to get away and a genuine swinger of that white cricket ball as well, which is a little bit harder to do, isn't it, than... Than, than other coloured cricket balls. And the other one is obviously Dave Willey as well, is another cricketer that really has the ability to swing that new white ball. Whereas Topley, you would say yes, but I don't think is quite so kind of prolific at it. Um, plus, obviously, you get the little bit of a safety net in the fact that England can go quite hard with the bat, knowing the fact that you've got someone like Chris Wokes and Sam Curran batting at eight and nine, which is quite ludicrous, really. But... I, I think it's a really valid point, and I don't think it's something that everybody has actually considered with regards to that the use of that new white ball because I don't necessarily think that Chris Wokes or Dave Willey are the particularly, uh, dare I say it, kind of like like sexy options, if that makes sense. Um, I know there'll be people going, well, Chris Wokes is the best-looking bloke in world cricket, <laughs> but that's not the point I'm trying to make. I, I kind of feel like that might get missed, so I, I think it's a really, really valid point that you've that you've brought up on that one. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we will see who has read the mind of Matthew Mott and mm. Josh Butler next week, won't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. What's yours saying? Well, so I've I've completely ignored that really good point that you've just made. And I've gone for Besto Milan, Root Stokes and Butler. They're my top five. Don't really think it needs a great deal of explanation about it. Livingston... Moeen, Curran, Wood, Rashid and Topley are my, is my 11. I, I have got in brackets like Wokes, Willie for Curran, like Willie, Topley could be a swap around if you needed to for that left arm thing. But I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I like the fact that you've got the experience through that top six. Like these guys, they're, they're not young blokes anymore, this top five. Like they've, this will be their... Third, a lot of them must be their third World Cup. Some of them be this will be 
they're defending the World Cup as well. Obviously, Milan wouldn't, but that, the rest of that top five will be. They're T20 World Cup winners as well. Like They know what they need to do in order to win a World Cup. So I like that a lot. Livingston, Moeen, two guys that have got the ability to go out there and strike at 180. They've got the ability to go out there and bat properly if they need to. They've obviously got the ability to bowl 20 overs between them as well. So that's perfect. Sam Curran, IPL experience, big game player. He stepped up in the final down in Australia in the T20 World Cup. So therefore, I want that kind of... I want that, I want that grit. I want that... Um, I, don't, I can't remember who said it, but like, and I don't necessarily think it was about Sam Curran, but like, I want that dog in a cricketer. Like when, when like the chips are down, like I want that kind of real kind of like feistiness, which I think Sam Curran provides in buckets. Mark Wood pace has to play. A bit worried the fact he didn't play against New Zealand at all, but he has to play. Adil Rashid, yeah, has to, I made my point earlier in this podcast, like he's dynamite. And then Reese Topley as well. Just he just feels like he feels like a guy that that should have had a lot longer of an international career than what he has had with the injuries that he's that he's picked up throughout his career as well. It's been really tough, but and like Wokes and Willie, all rounders. Topley feels like a proper bowler, and that's not like a disrespect to Wokes and Willie, but to me that that's the way I've that's the way I've gone about it. Yeah, choosing that out and out bowling option. He's obviously a threat, isn't he, with that left arm angle at the top of the innings. And come back and bowl his variations as well. Um, really big opportunity for him. And he's, he's almost like he's finally got his chance on the big stage at a World Cup. Obviously, he was in that T20 World Cup squad down in Australia and what, slipped on one of the sponges or whatever and did his yeah. ankle, didn't he, and had to, had to fly home. So that was obviously mightily disappointing for him. And things probably could have looked a little bit different. But it's good to see that he's obviously involved in England's ODI plans and... Yeah, I I have no doubt that he will take a few wickets for England at the World Cup. Um, I think he is. Yeah, he's he's deserved his chance over the years, and it's good to see that he he probably will get it at some point. Whether or not it comes in that first game remains to be seen, as we say. But I do think I do genuinely feel like all fifteen members of the squad this time round will have a chance to play. There was obviously a few people that didn't play in that 2019 World Cup, wasn't there? I think don't think Tom Curran played and I don't think no. Dawson play, Dawson not play, I don't think. Don't think so, no. So, yeah, I, I genuinely do feel like all 15 players will play their part for England at this World Cup. So, it's just a set... And the talk about, obviously, India is such a massive country and how the conditions are so different. Yeah in all the kind of, yeah, different areas of the country. So they'll have to adapt and move around. But no, I like it. I like it a lot. So, yeah, only only the one change between us. Yeah. So in this last nine and a half minutes of this podcast, controversially, I can see a world where Harry Brook doesn't play a game in this World Cup. After all the, the, the faff and the fuss and the hype and the the drama and the, 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 the selection into the ODI squads to play New Zealand and, and Ireland ahead of the World Cup, and then obviously the, well, actually, it's only a provisional squad. Let's not get too carried away. All of that kind of stuff. I can genuinely see a world where he doesn't even get a game. Because if everybody's fit, if everybody's in form, which sounds a bit ridiculous but because Joe Root can't score a run at the moment but I don't see Joe Root getting dropped for Harry Brook at all during this World Cup regardless of what happens he's not going to come in open I don't think 
I, I can see if Best or Milan get injured, I think we're going to be on the phone to Jason Roy to bring Jason Roy out as an opening batter. So therefore, it's Root, Stokes, Butler, Livingston that I think he has an ability to take a place from. And barring an injury, which potentially for Ben Stokes is is likely, Joss Butler plays, captain. You're not going to get rid of Joss Butler. Joe Root plays. He is, I know he's not in the best form at the moment, but these guys, these quality test cricketers, it's so easy ODI cricket. When that field goes out, just stand out there, knock a, knock a runnable hundred about and just say, thanks very much. That doesn't really matter anymore. Stokes, assuming he's fit, plays every single game. And Livingston gives you that option with the ball, which, of course, that Harry Brook doesn't. And you then potentially go into that conversation that we saw with Dennis's team earlier about the fact that actually the batting lineup becomes quite long and there aren't enough bowling options. So I genuinely think there's a world that Harry Brook doesn't get a game. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that in the sense of in the first few games, if the batters are firing and there are no injuries, you're not going to change the team. I think the only time you could potentially see him come in is if somebody gets injured, like you say. Like, there's obviously the question marks around Stokes and, and how many games he's going to be able to get through. Um, we did see him open the batting, and he did okay. Um, he is flexible in that regard as to where he can bat Harry Brook. Um, and we do know that he can have an innings that completely takes the game away from an opposition. So if people are out of form and he, yeah, he has got that versatility and that flexibility to kind of fit in wherever they do need him, should that be the case. But you're right. Who is, who is going to be that other reserve that they take? Obviously they've said that they're taking Joffre Archer. Yeah. And there's, which I think is, do you think, what do you think about that? Oh, he's, I can't see him playing a part if someone was to go down. I mean, the bloke hasn't played since March. For six months. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if it's one of those where, okay, it's just good for him to get some extra training under our watch and monitor his loads like religiously yeah. so that his return back from injury is monitored and looked after in the right way. I, I understand that point of view. I can't see him playing a part in the World Cup if someone goes down, personally. Um, and yeah, like you say, the the whole, I guess, conversation around Jason Roy and whether he will actually be a travelling reserve is an interesting one because, by all accounts, he thought he was going. From, from what we can gather from the news articles yeah. and stuff. And his nose has kind of been pushed out of joint. So whether he does actually go, and obviously we see him pull out of the ODIs against Ireland, um, which yeah. is why Tom Cole Cadmore got added to the squad and all things like that. So, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I... Because, as I say, I look at that middle order and I don't think there's a rotation policy in place. Uh, I might be completely wrong. And I have been before and I'm prepared to be wrong again. But I really don't see Root, Stokes, Butler being rotated around with Harry Brook for the for the sake of it, if that makes sense. And I don't see the benefit, really, of, of assuming all of them are fit to kind of say, oh, well, you can play against the Netherlands mm -hmm. respectfully, um, but we will just change because 
you kind of feel like, well, actually, if Root Stokes or Butler goes out there and scores 100 against one of those teams, then that's a bit of form for them. That's a bit of, like, we're, we're not, uh, obviously you're not, but we're not in that world of amateur sport where it's just nice to give everybody a go. Um, like England are going out there to, to, not, to def- not only win the World Cup, but to defend the World Cup. Like, and I'm, I'm 34, you're obviously a bit younger than I am, but England don't win things in anything really like obviously we're fairly good at the olympics Uh, 2012 was pretty good but in terms of like what you would consider to be like the big like the big three sports played around the world like football hasn't happened in since 66 which none of us can remember rugby was 99 which again like there'll be a lot of people that will be going well i was so young i could barely even remember what happened anyway and then obviously 2019 like his England team have got a chance to kind of create some huge history and go out there and win another major well, another major tournament. Like they can't just muck around by giving people a game for the sake of it. Yeah, I completely agree in that sense that you don't, especially in World Cups, you don't want to just give international caps for the sake of freshening up players or giving the player to come in an opportunity to play in a World Cup. Um it's one of those, as we've already mentioned, Harry Brook is still very young and he will undoubtedly have a role in that three, four, five, six role in an England ODI team at a World Cup, probably in four years' time, is probably what you would say. Like these guys will be like Stokes won't be there. Root might not be there. Um he he will bed into the team that way. And this is just a really good experience for him. Yeah to get a taste of exactly what it's like in a major tournament. Um, obviously, was at the T20 World Cup, didn't particularly have a great time, but still, he would have been better for that experience and he had a role. So, yeah, like you say, defending the World Cup, it's a psychological thing as well. You can't forget that. Against India, who are currently ranked number one, like they've been playing some really ominous cricket like building into the tournament against Australia. So yeah, it's it's massive. It's going to be a brilliant tournament and yeah, I'm excited. I mean, on most of the the majority, I think the first 5 games are when I'm away in Cape Verde, other than the first one. So yeah. There's only there's only a couple of hours time difference. So my days will be Dipping in and out of the sports bar, absolutely no doubt about that. Watching the Cricket World Cup, watching the Rugby World Cup, just keeping an eye on things. So it's super exciting. Um, yeah, obviously quite a long tournament. So just want it. Yeah, just looking forward to get like it getting underway and really seeing how teams go in it. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's felt like a long time coming. It's been a long summer, and we we need a bit of cricket to keep going. So. Thank you, Joe, again. That's, that's another another really nice kind of chat for an hour about cricket. So I appreciate your company. Next week, I don't know about you, but maybe we can go through some of like those teams and maybe actually kind of pick out like whether we think they're going to do any good, who we think the players might be that go quite well. We can talk a bit more about how good India are. Um, and then obviously that will be into the World Cup. And once back from from various or, or holidays, then we'll, we'll figure out where we go from there. Sounds great.
Social Podcast Network.